So when you're talking about absorption and, you know, how it affects different people and the different compounds, how are you clinically determining whether you will prescribe someone product for inhalation or where does that decision tree come into your thinking? So if we're talking about the patient who's the ultra metabolizer, which is a rare thing, then we'd be looking at ways to bypass that first pass metabolism. So using the inhaled route is one way to do that, to go from the lungs directly into the blood. But when you're using an inhaled method, it works quickly, but it also wears off quickly. So for when people have chronic chronic symptoms, it's not the most effective treatment option. There are sublingual or oromucosal sort of routes that can aid those people who are the ultra metabolizers. But like I said, they're more of a rare breed. In general, you're looking at the pattern of symptoms that a person is experiencing throughout the day. And most people you'll find who are accessing cannabis have a chronic, they all have a chronic health condition. And with that chronic health condition, there'll be variations in the intensity of the symptoms that they're experiencing at different times of day. And there's also different functional goals that someone might have depending on the time of day and what they're, and what they're trying to achieve. So generally we'll have a long acting formulation to cover those background symptoms. And that comes with a oral or sublingual sort of prep preparation. And we'll dose that two to three times a day, depending on how quickly people metabolize those products to give them that 24 hour coverage. And then for more breakthrough symptoms, when they have a flare up of their, of their, their symptoms, then they'll use the inhaled route to get on top of those symptoms quickly. But the inhaled route can also be a way to facilitate positive engagement in other healthy activities as well. So if they're wanting to do some exercise, but they know that it's going to cause them discomfort, then they can use some inhaled cannabis on top of their baseline sort of treatment before that exercise to make it so they have better pain relief, but they also have less fear and distress and avoidance tendencies around their sort of issue. So you can use it to as a rescue sort of type treatment for a flare-up, or you can use it to facilitate positive engagement in other activities as well. And then looking at the different profiles, we'll often use more CBD during the day because it's much more functional medicine with less risk of causing any cognitive impairment or affecting higher executive function, and then more THC at night time for those who it's appropriate because it's better for relaxing and unwinding, slowing down before bed and helping as a sleep aid. Yeah, and you talk about cognitive function for executives. Again, is this just a start low, see how you go? Depending on the person's job title, like obviously if they're a driver, that would discount them mm. from using cannabis in totality. How much are you taking into consideration the person's occupation when you're when you're prescribing cannabis? It's definitely one of one of the it's a definite consideration, but it's also gonna look also gonna be looking at the severity of the symptoms that you're trying to treat because if someone has poorly controlled pain or severe anxiety that's leading to panic, it's going to impair them significantly and stop their ability to do their tasks that they need to do. So if someone has mild, mild symptoms, mild to moderate sort of symptoms and CBD is an appropriate treatment option, it's going to provide them with adequate relief and maintain that high, you know, high capacity for those com com yeah, complex tasks. Yeah. If they have more severe symptoms that would be better treated with THC, then using a little bit of THC appropriately, especially in combination with CBD, 
will provide them with adequate relief, which will give them better capacity to focus and concentrate and think because they're not dealing with the burden of their symptoms. And so there's a net benefit in regards to their overall function by having that bit of THC. So even though the THC itself might limit them if they were perfectly normal and healthy, it might be a limiting factor in regards to their capacity to do certain tasks. Once they're treating their disease in an appropriate manner, then it's actually going to improve their capacity to function. And a lot of those deficits that people may experience, the short-term memory impairment and difficulties with working memory that you might get from THC, they're going to be mitigated by going that, that, that go slow, start low, go slow approach and trying to find the balance between effect and function. But also just over time, people will build up a tolerance to the side effects of THC while still maintaining the medical benefits as well. So there's definite ways you can use THC without negatively impacting someone's capacity for, for work. Anecdotally, what do you hear from patients who've been on more traditional anti-anxiety medications who switch to a THC or a CBD product in terms of how does that, A, does it change their cognitive ability at work much, and B, does it change their general life? Are they Do they feel better on a plant-based medicine than a traditional pharmaceutical, or again, is it just totally dependent on the patient? Look, that's going to be very much dependent on the patient, and I'm definitely not against traditional pharmaceutical medicines. They really have a place, and they can be amazingly beneficial for people, especially when they're in a crisis sort of situation. But a lot of people will go through a crisis, their crisis and have medications that are appropriately prescribed at that time, but then they get stuck on these medications because there's, for one, a lack a lack of holistic sort of care through the journey so they don't develop a whole range of other skills that are going to hold them instead when they're exposed to increased stresses and these types of things again. And two, because the discontinuation side effects of these medications is bloody awful, and so they're hard to come off. And so a lot of people are getting out, getting around out there on medication where they're feeling a little bit dulled down from where they'd like to be. They're feeling a bit emote. The range of emotions seems to be limited for a lot of people who are using conventional antidepressant medication. So they don't feel really sad. They don't feel really low, but they struggle to experience the highs, the real sort of highs and joy in life, and they want to get that feeling back. So for those patients who have relatively well-managed sort of anxiety, CBD on its own can be a great treatment because it helps them, it takes away the sort of the more intense distressing sort of feelings. It just makes them a bit, little bit less intense. It gives them a bit of space between a situation and their reaction to it. And if they are getting into that state of being overwhelmed, they often recover from it faster, but it doesn't stop them from feeling those emotions and it doesn't stop them from feeling the positive emotions as as well. So it's a better smooth, sort of smooth, well-being. It smooths the curves out a little bit? Is that what it, smooths, it smooths the curves out and it's very functional and it helps with cognition and it helps with focus. So it's a great option for those patients. But if someone's going through a crisis situation, then using conventional pharmaceuticals is often the most appropriate thing to do.